Hey, Marie, how's it going? I'm going good. How are you? I'm uh, doing all right. So we took a week off and that was mostly because my primary job that I'm at, we had like a retreat week. So I was, it was a remote week that ended with a company retreat. So I've been basically kind of unplugged from everything for all of last week, which was amazing. It was a totally, it was a great week that ended with the whole company going to Disneyland, you know, the happiest place on earth. So mm -hmm. <laughs> hard to uh, complain. It was a really great time. But the thing that I'm noticing now that I'm back this week is it's really hard to get back to my regular systems. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording, even doing this podcast, which I want to do, it just felt like, oh my gosh, I don't have like the momentum where normally every week it's like, oh, let's hop on, let's record, let's do it. It'll be great. But this week is just like everything, like getting the momentum to do this podcast, getting the momentum to work on Polar Habits, to write my newsletter, to work on the book. Like, I mean, maybe it's because I have all these like million different projects, but like getting that momentum back up to get into a weekly rhythm again or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's been a bit tough for me. So that's how I'm doing. How about you? How have the last couple of weeks been for you? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say going to Disneyland as a company <laughs> retreat is unheard of. I mean, that is a serious <laughs> company retreat. Like I've been, on, I've been on a couple of good ones. Like, you know, before Lama Life, I used to work in corporate for forever. You know, we, we used to go on retreats for a couple of days and usually maybe like in a country area or somewhere quiet. And that was a big deal. But you went to Disneyland, like you actually had to fly <laughs> to Disneyland. So the company is based in Carlsbad, uh, California. Oh. So it, it's about an hour away. So we got buses. So we went oh, to the main office okay. in Carlsbad and then we took buses up. But then we did get to stay in the uh, Hotel California, which is like the really nice hotel that's on. So you literally walk out of the hotel and the park is right there. So it was the it was, Hotel California well, or is that a fake thing? I can't, I don't even know. Is it like a, I actually don't even know. I don't know if that's like a brand name in there. I, I don't know. I just know that this was, is like, I think there's like two or three hotels that are on like on site at Disneyland. And this is one right, of them where basically you walk out the back door and there's like, welcome to Disneyland. Like you're wow. in uh, the, how, what do they call it? Downtown Disney, which is like connected to the entrance. Were there any meetings or like, workshops or was it just hanging out together we did all that kind of earlier in the week so like monday through monday through wednesday was like normal we had you know like it was kind of normal i mean as normal as it can be when you have everyone coming in because it's a mostly remote company mm -hmm. so there's like over a hundred of us that flew in and they were all working in the building so technically yeah like those first three days we are working it's like a normal ish work day but also like the joke is that like no real work gets done on remote weeks because everyone's just like, it's just fun. You're hanging out with each other. And a lot of it also is just kind of getting to do face-to-face -face meetings with your yeah, team yeah, yeah. and things like that. And then on Thursday, we did like half a work day and then we bust up to the hotel. And then we had like a hangout that night at like a bowling alley. It's like a bowling alley slash karaoke thing. It was really fun. And then Friday was just like free for all, like Disney passes for the day. Have fun with your team or whoever. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was a great time. I can see how you <laughs> lost momentum because that would have been great. <laughs> right. And it's so, the other thing is it's so out of the ordinary, like your your day-to-day -day life. Like it's something that you don't normally do. It's, it's such a stark contrast that, yeah, I think it just breaks the momentum. Mm -hmm. In a regular week, I would have issues with momentum if something popped up or I had some boring tasks that I didn't want to do, like that could break momentum. So even the tiniest thing could, but you had such a stark contrast that yeah. I totally get why you're 
Yeah. <laughs> when uh, Monday came around, I was like, I don't even know what my job is anymore. Like there's such like a separation because of all this stuff that happened. It's like, what am I what am I supposed to be doing here today? And I think everyone uh, the company kind of felt that. Yeah. 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 So it's it's been this whole week has been sort of like trying to slowly kind of ramp back up to getting into more of a regular rhythm. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My week's been okay. It's good and bad. I think bad in the sense that like I feel like I've taken a little bit too long to push out this new like a new feature that we're working on mm. and it's not really a complicated feature. The problem I'm having is that like I'm I'm dealing with a part in the code base which I wrote a year and a half ago. So I, I just learned to code pretty recently. So a couple of years ago, I, t- I started teaching myself how to code and Llama Life was my first project. So Llama Life's kind of evolved over time. And I went back and I started like editing this part of the code base that was like super early and it all works. But I was looking at the code going, oh, should I refactor this? Like, <laughs> And mm-hmm. I could do it so much better now. And I'm seeing all these things and I'm like, I wouldn't do it like that. If I had to do it again, I would do it a different way. But the thing is it works. So like why touch it if it works? Because I could spend that time building something else or, you know, just, just spend the time in a better way. But deep inside, like it's like a little itch. It's like a little thorn and it's like, (laughs) ah, that thing is bothering me. It's like, you know, when you get your hair cut and like after you get your hair cut, there's like, sometimes there's like a little bit of hair in your t-shirt. Oh, it's the worst. And you can kind of like, <laughs> you know, fling your t-shirt and get all the hair out that day. But then you put it in the wash and you forget about it. And then the next time you wear it, like there's this one little hair and it's like tickling you. And you're like, where is that? And I'm like, I want to find it and I want to get rid of it. It's a bit like that. And I'm looking at it going, oh, really, it's bugging me that it's not the way I want it. But mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just fighting I'm fighting the urge not to refactor it because I know that's going to take time and also I mean it could cause problems too like there could be some weird reason why I did well actually there's not like some of it I'm just looking at it going no 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 that's not how I would do it but it was kind of also a nice moment for me because I was like oh I've actually learned so much in the past year and a half like I've actually grown. And I'm so much better now as a developer than I was back then. Mm -hmm. So it was like a nice recognition moment. Like, oh, you've actually improved. And you don't sort of see it at the time. Like, because I've actually been thinking this past year, oh, I haven't really improved because I've been focusing so much on running the business and thinking about like the business side of, of the product that I haven't been doing as much dev. Like I haven't been actively learning on the dev side, but I have been learning Mm -hmm just through building the product. So it was a nice moment in that sense, but it was also this moment where I was like, oh, I want to fix it, but I really shouldn't. <laughs> and um, I, I'm going to resist because I know the time is is better spent elsewhere. It's got to let it go. Yeah, because like right now that code is making you money. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where like it exists, it's doing a function and it's making you money. And so you kind of have to like weigh the cost. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I see old stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to fix that. That is, that's so like two years ago, Jesse, that he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. I need to refactor this code because it could be, I know it could be so much better, which I do think is really helpful if you do some sort of cycles pattern. Uh, So like a lot of people do, I think this is like the base camp thing where you do like six weeks where you have like focused on specific features. You know, it's kind of like a sprint, but it's not as sprinty. So it's it's a little bit longer of a cycle of like six weeks. And then you have like between each cycle, you have like two weeks 
where that's just sort of like do all the like maintenance sort of things you want to do. So if oh. there's like that thing where it's like, this isn't important. It's not like a feature. There's the end result is like the product is exactly, you know, hopefully exactly the same for the user, but I want to do it. Like a lot of times that makes sense to kind of maybe do in more of like a maintenance cycle mm. or in that kind of two week downtime. Cause otherwise it's really easy to, by the time I finish a refactoring project, I might want to refactor it again because now I have more information of why it should be better. And it could really like, especially early on a project, you're a little bit further, so it's not as big of a danger. But I know like early on in a project, it's really easy to refactor forever and then never get anything done. Uh, it's kind of like the process with writing my book. Like it's really easy for me <laughs> to look at every single thing I've written and and just think like, this is garbage. I need to redo all of this. Now I know so much more so I can do this better. And you can like edit and tweak. So it's not, it's not a perfect uh, analogy, but it's that same sort of thing where if my goal is to make it like 100% perfect, then I'm never, ever going to ship it. So I have to figure yeah, out like yeah. where is my compromise of like what what is good enough that I can ignore it or ship it or whatever it is. And especially with code, it's so like I think a lot of times it's it's helpful to think of it like a black box like or almost like it's a dependency. Like there's a lot of times like mm. packages I'll add and I don't know how it works, but I know it works perfectly for what I need. And so then I don't need to know what's in that black box. So sometimes that can really help. <laughs> you just gave me an idea. Maybe I'll stash it away in like a component. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll make it like a like a helper. Right, right. <laughs> put it aside, put it in a folder. Can't, <laughs> don't, don't have to look at that code ever. And I'll just make a call to mm -hmm. it and just get the data back and I'll bury it. Like, I like that, like a little package. Put that somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, you know what, what else it is? It's a bit of a... It's a sense of pride. I think it's a pride thing because mm. like it's a little bit like, you know, you know, with like Apple, like say Apple computers, like your laptop or your phone, it looks nice on the outside, but when you open it, it also looks nice. You know, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not a mess. Like, you know, you get all those companies like iFixit where they open up devices and tell you how fixable something is and they always take photos and like, okay, well this, they just show the layout and Mm -hmm. We all know that under the hood, like Apple products are still beautiful and it's a bit like that. And I know obviously Llama Life is not an <laughs> Apple product, a physical product, but it's still that sense of pride where you're like, oh, it's, you know, I built this and it's either a mess or it's not. And well, maybe it's not that binary, but you know what I mean? It's, I'm just kind of, it bugs me. No, totally. Like it's kind of like the trend of like PC computers. Like now a lot of them have like a glass window on the side just so that you can look in and see how nice the wiring solution is or whatever, mm. or your liquid yep. cooling and you have like your LED lights in there and all that. <laughs> it's like you're specifically cooling. trying to show off the fact that it all looks nice in here. None of that really matters to the utility. Like I'm using exactly. this to play games on my computer, but I like that it looks really nice under the hood. So there's definitely yeah, some yeah. of that as well. And I've done this with gaming. PCs before building a new PC, I spent all this time building it and then I end up not actually gaming on it very much. So maybe that is sort of the problem. It's just so easy to get fixated on that. And so fun. That's that's a problem is it's fun, like refactoring and like, can I make this better? I bet I can. And that's going to be really fun to do. Uh, so it's kind of hard to make those calls. Exactly. I think the only instance where I could justify it is if it makes it a lot easier to maintain in the future. But it's still, when yeah. I say future, I'm not talking like long, really long term down the future, but I'm talking sort of just 
a little bit in the future because probably long term it's got to be refactored again or it might have to move off like to a different type of structure or database or something. Right. That will happen down the track when it gets bigger. So I know there's more changes that will will be inevitable. So I guess I'm trying to just think of the the overall result. Like if it's going to help the overall result in the near future, then I should do it. But otherwise, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I probably won't do it. I'm I'm just it's good to talk about it because it's been bothering me these last couple of days and um, I know that I shouldn't do it. I won't do it. I won't do yeah. it. I'm committing to it publicly. I won't do it. <laughs> I think one thing that might help too is estimating how long you think it might take, which your estimation is probably going to be way off. Mm-hmm. But then with that in mind, say like, okay, if I think this is going to be a, I know I'm making up a number, a 20 hour project then let me give it an hour and see if I feel like I really did get like that percent, you know, 5% into it. And just sort of like giving yourself a little time boxed window. Although maybe that would go off the rails and you're like 20 hours later. (laughs) It's always hard with dev to know how long something takes. I mean, this happens all the time. Like I'll say to the, the person I'm working with, I'll say to her like, yeah, I think we can get this done in a week. And you know what? It's never, it's never a week because something else comes up that will either like, interrupt that process or I'll be knee deep in it and then it's not what I thought it was and there's some other bug that is interfering it's it's never it's very very hard to estimate yeah so it's interesting you mentioned that that's one thing we it's not quite time estimating but we've been using this app called uh, linear for polar habits for like us like project managing like putting tasks in there features and things we want to work on bugs we need to fix and stuff like that one of the things that you have an option that you can add is uh, complexity. So we have like, there's a field called complexity and we, you can set different values, but we have the values of being like one point, two point, three point, five point, and then eight points. And so those are like the variables. So like right now we're working on adding paid subscriptions mm-hmm. and that has a whole lot of different pieces. Cause that means we got to update the marketing site. We have to figure out all the things with Stripe. We have to figure out how people can cancel their account. Like all this stuff we got to figure out. So for us, the complexity of that is eight points. How much time that's going to take? I don't know, but we know it's really complex versus there will be another thing like, oh, let's update the copy. We need to update this copy change on the marketing site. That's one point. A lot of the things end up being more like two or three points. And there's one we need to do with like marketing emails. I think that's five points. Right now, we know that these point values we're assigning, they're kind of meaningless right now because we haven't been working on this long enough to have a good idea. But so the way it works in linear, you can set up cycles as well. So we like just concluded our first cycle. So we assigned complexity to our tasks. We added what we thought we could do in the first cycle. And then now we got to the end of the cycle and we're like, well, we did 50% of what we thought we could do. So we way overestimated our ability or way underestimated the amount of work each thing was going to take, which we kind of knew was going to be the case. But now we had like a meeting setting up like, okay, what's the second cycle going to look like? And then we kind of went through all of our tasks again, just kind of like you were saying with the weekly review in a way. So we were kind of doing like a cycle review, like what are the things we have listed that we are going to work on that we still have left and kind of mm-hmm. re-going through, like, do we still agree with the priority, the complexity of these? And then we estimated, okay, here's what we're going to do for cycle two. And then linear, it gives you like a little thing that says, hey, right now you've set, based on how much complexity you finished the first cycle, 
you're now over capacity for what you can do for the second cycle because the amount of complexity you put in there is like 120% or something like that. And so it's helping, I think, by by assigning those values, even though they're kind of arbitrary, over time, I think like six months down the road, we'll probably be able to rely on that percentage a lot more. Like, oh, if linear says we're at 120%, we probably, like that's probably accurate. Like we're probably not gonna do that. So we should figure out now what we're gonna cut. I think that's helpful. Yeah, I found that same thing helpful just in other things in my life, just with like time tracking, because it's really easy to say, like just to think that I'm bad at time tracking certain things. And when I take the time to record it, then like that helps me remember instead of just like feeling I always think I'm going to remember stuff and then I don't. But if I actually say like, let me record, like literally start a timer for how long it takes me to drive to, I don't know, the dentist or something. And then once I've done it once, now I have, hey, this is an actual time of like the second I left the house to being in the office, this is how long it took. And oh, wow, it takes a lot more time than I think it does in my head. Mm -hmm. And like tracking that stuff, I think over over time can really help you get a better picture for what those things are going to take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I use timers for everything, like not even, you know, obviously for work stuff. And we've got Llama Life that is basically attaching right. a timer yeah. to every task. Yeah, why am I telling you? You <laughs> know all about this. Of, <laughs> <laughs> that's the premise of llama life but um uh -huh. yeah i use i use timers on my watch as well like you know when i when i wake up i just i just start actually it could be a timer or a stopwatch it depends what i'm trying to do but in the morning when i wake up as soon as i wake up i start a stopwatch i probably should switch that to being a timer but for now it's a stopwatch and it basically tells me from the time i get up to when i get to my desk to start work like how long did that take Mm -hmm. I don't write it down anywhere. So I'm just sort of just tracking it loosely in my head that, oh, it took me, you know, half an hour today or it took me 40 minutes or, and I'm just trying to get a sense of like, how long is, how long is that chunk of time? Because I'm really time blind. Like it's, it's really hard for me to figure out like, did 10 minutes pass or was that 20? Or it, it depends like how in, like stuck in something I am. If I'm really in, into something, I'd be like, oh, was that like half an hour? Yeah, so it's really important for me to have time be visual or like be on my watch or be on Llama Life or have a countdown or an alarm go off because otherwise I could just get sucked into doing something and then I'm like, oh, what time is it? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's a side note. But to your point, um, it is good to kind of keep tabs on it in some way. And also if you're working with someone else, like you've got um, you and one other person, it's helpful that there's like this sort of third party, which is just based on facts, right? Like right. we didn't do it and you can see it in this tool that we put in and we estimated and the tool is saying we didn't do it. We were over capacity for that cycle. And then it's sort of not as debatable. Yeah, it. I think it really has like helped with communication for stuff like that because mm -hmm. there's no, I think it could be really easy for people to kind of diverge on their thinking about things. And so one person may be thinking this thing and the other person thinking kind of like the opposite or whatever. And for us, it kind of creates like this shared language, this shared kind of model to look at. And so we can see like, well, I remember, you know, we met and we talked about the complexity of these things and priority and stuff like that. And so now we have that like 
documented in a way that's really easy to look at of like, oh, we decided these together already. And so I don't have to like, if our opinions diverge, I know, like if I look at something and it's listed in the app and it says complexity two and high priority, but I think like, oh, I think that's gonna take way longer and I don't even think it's a, a priority. I think without this tool, I could just sort of like shift my thinking that way without realizing that I'm diverging from what you know my partner thinks about it. And so with this tool, I can look at it and say, oh, we need to talk about this because I don't think these, these little features on it are true anymore. I don't think it is high priority. And I think it's gonna take a lot more work than we initially thought. So it, yeah, it almost is kind of like that becomes that third party mediator or you know documentarian or something to where it gives you that common language to know like, oh, this is what we agreed on. And so I can see when I've diverged from that, which is super helpful, super helpful. Yeah. So that was kind of, um, I don't know, that's a big thing I was kind of grappling with this week. We've been doing more analytics, which we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. That continues to be super interesting, just kind of seeing patterns within that and trying to figure out like ways to improve. We've been focusing on the preset lists, the templates, all that stuff is still ongoing. And they're kind of the big things that I've been working on. Yeah, we've just been doing a little bit of while I was off uh, gallivanting in uh, Disneyland, uh, Marat was still hard at work and he set up some some of those kind of basic analytics so we can see like, oh, who's used the app in the last seven days and who like or not who, but like what percentage of people have used the app in the last seven days and like all, getting that sort of general data. So we have a better idea of like a lot of people probably signed up and then never logged in again, or they forgot about it because we don't have reminders yet and like things like that. So getting that data is oh, it's so helpful to be able to make decisions and like prioritize features when you know what's going on in your app. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's something where even more as we go forward are going to want to have more and more of that data just so that we have a picture of what's going on so we can help users the best way we can with the best data to know what is really happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think we should just wrap it. I know we were a little bit short, but we never go short. So let's just uh, <laughs> wrap this one a little early today. Oh, do you have anything, any big uh, priorities uh, coming up for this next week or intentions you want to focus on? Yes. My intention is to get the momentum back up because <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> you know, it's stalled a little bit for me too, for different reasons than, than yours. My intention this week is to step back a bit and like keep my eye on the prize, which is you know, the, the big goal, which is we want to make the best product we can possibly make for our customers. And that means that we need to keep moving forward and not get stuck on things like this, like stuck on, you know, looking at things that don't impact the end result. So um, right. yeah, for me, it's kind of like, okay, well, just keep your, keep your eye on the end goal. And like, let's just keep working toward that. And the tasks to get prioritized are the ones that move us forward. So that goes with momentum as well. Like just the stuff that moves us forward is the stuff that we should focus on. And so that's what I'm, that's my intention this week. Love that. So yeah, my intention is to get focused on getting the momentum going again. Uh, specifically for me, I think I've said this for the last couple of times, but the book, the book is really big. So the book and Polar Habits, those are probably the two that I really need to kind of get back into a good rhythm um yeah working on those going forward so that is my my hope is next week i just get to like sing the praises of how i hit that stride and just felt like a ton of momentum and was able to get a ton of work done in uh, both of those so that's where i'm hoping that's where my intention is for me to be next week awesome that sounds good 
Have a good week. Yeah, you too. We'll see ya.